hosted by me, Laura Minert. Uh, first of all, special thank you to anyone who is new here. If you've jumped over because I am now in the Watchdog Media family, thank you so much. Shout out again to Logan. Um, happy to be here. Hope you're enjoying it. I know it's a wild ride. There's not a lot of rhyme or reason, but that's how we like it. If the name didn't give away, give it away, I don't know what will. Uh, hopefully you are rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all the things every podcaster annoyingly wants you to do every single time. But the more you do that, the better things will be. I mean, don't you want to build a hashtag community of whatever Laura wants fans? I definitely do because that would be fun. That would be weird. Let's make it happen. So please tell a friend and please tell more than one friend. I would really appreciate it. The first thing I want to talk about this week is my homegirl, my hero, the lady I wish I was also had as my aunt, like Miley Cyrus does, aunt godmother, probably should have checked that, but uh, Dolly Parton. So Dolly Parton has come up a couple times this week in my life. Uh, The first one being my friend at work, shout out Morgan, she is getting married in about 75 days. Uh, I know because we've been discussing the countdown um, and I'm singing in her wedding, her bachelorette party is coming up in a couple weeks. And of course, as every bride does, she wants to look her best on a big day. So she has decided that she is going to do workout diet, all the things leading up to it. And I saw her in the break room the other day and she was having the soup and I was like, oh, what are you eating? And she's like, oh, it's this veggie soup. And I was like, oh, like, it looks really good. She's like, yeah, uh, my grandma swears by it. And my grandma read that Dolly Parton swears by this recipe. Now, I have not fact-checked the recipe. I just got the recipe sent over to me today. It's like vegetable cabbage, but I don't know, like a broth-based soup, uh, very low-calorie, obviously. But per Morgan's grandma... Per Dolly Parton, I guess before Dolly would go on tour and she wanted to lose weight, she would only eat this soup, like three meals a day, which I'm like, count me out on that. Could not ever, mm, besides burp into the mic, eat the same thing for three meals a day. Sounds awful. But Dolly would, you know, as she does take her career very seriously, need to keep things trim and tight. Um, would eat this soup three times a day. And I guess it only has like 60 calories because hello, it's only vegetables and broth. And she would just like basically do this for like a couple months before tour, look amazing, live her best life. And Morgan's grandma said that she also tried this tactic, did they three times a day. And I think she lost 20 pounds, maybe in a month, two months, which Morgan has, like I said, 75 days. So this all checks out. Granted, she's not eating it three meals a day. But still, so I don't know, it's a miracle soup. And again, it's probably because you're only eating 60 calories like in each cup. But I have the recipe. I am determined to try it. I will keep you posted on my vegetable soup journey. I will share the recipe if you're so inclined. But yeah, I just was like, okay, Dolly Parton, you do you. Give those great weight loss tips. And then what did I discover? It was announced, I think... Today, I am trying to find my, yes, it must have been today, Um, Dolly Parton has teamed up with James Patterson to write her first novel. Is there anything that Dolly Parton cannot do? I swear, this woman is the best. Also, if you did not see her on her husband's birthday, when she dressed up as 
a little Playboy bunny looking thing because she had been on the cover of Playboy like so many years back and it was her treat to her husband, which by the way, Dolly has it down when it comes to significant others. That man, I don't think we've ever seen his face. He is the most incognito celebrity like husband I think there is. Don't know what he looks like. She showed the back of his head in the video. Obviously, he was thrilled about the Playboy bunny thing. We can only assume we did not see his face, of course. But just love the tactic there. It's not about him. It's all about Dolly, as it should be. But Dolly is releasing her first book, and she's teamed up with James Patterson, who does, you know, all of the things. And the book is Run, Rose, Run. It also has an accompanying album with it, which of course it does. It does not come out until next year, March 7th to be specific. Almost lost my microphone there. We are just having a great time tonight. We got burps, we got falling equipment. It's going very well. Um, so it's coming out not until next year. And the topic of the book is it follows a young woman who moves to Nashville to fulfill her dreams of becoming a star, because of course it does. Um, says per this article for people, the source of her heart-wrenching songs is a brutal secret she has done everything to hide, but the past she has fled is reaching out to control her future, even if it means destroying everything she has worked for. Um, count me in for a small town girl trying to follow her big dreams of living in the city and making it in Nashville, and then it's also hopefully some dramatic crime secret past all about it. Um, Yeah, I am just very excited about this. And the album is 12 songs that coincide with the book. And I've said it once, I'll say it again. Dolly Parton is the best thing that could ever happen to any of us. She can write, she can sing, she gives back. She's helping with COVID vaccines like she was. She has all the charities and she does it without a man. And by that, I mean just he stays behind the background as every man should. (laughs) Uh, so that's my Dolly Parton news. Um, also wanted to give an update. I was very busy the last weekend, which is why this episode is late. Uh, the weekend before, I had gone to Taco Fest. This weekend, I had Beer Fest and then went to one day of a music festival, Hinterland. And I talked about the garbage fire that was Taco Fest. Well, not that you're shocked, but I was not alone in thinking about this, and an act- somebody wrote an article about it, and everyone was calling it Des Moines Firefest, which I'm sure you watched the documentaries on that, because I could not look away. I would not, that I wouldn't say it was that bad, but it was a shit show, and I just <laughs> really hope that this company gets their shit together, because they do this thing nationally, and I found out that my friend's husband, who also attended... He has been going around and commenting on all of the events that this company puts on and saying how terrible and shitty they are. They are. And like Travis, shout out to you, the hero we did not know we needed. He's legit. I think he commented on one in like a mimosa festival in Baltimore, which if I lived in Baltimore, I'd be all about it. Love mimosas, love a good festival. But Travis going out there commenting on all their Facebook events. I think the actual event page of the Taco Fest that was such a shithole had like over 200 comments of people complaining. So uh, it just, I'm hoping that I, obviously I have not made any formal complaints. I think enough people have done it for me and I hope that this company has learned its fucking lesson. Uh, Moving on. 
I went to Beer Fest this past weekend. Uh, Beer Fest is a great festival. It has been put on for the past several years. Um, they changed locations this year. We had, it was me and Grant and Grant's best friend. Um, shout out to Brett. Lots of shout outs this episode. Uh, someday would like to get Brett on the podcast. Brett and Grant together. We talked about it semi-drunkenly at Beer Fest and all thought it was a great fucking idea because of course we did. But that was our little crew for Beer Fest this year. I ran into my friends, Amanda and Jessica, and their men. Amanda and Jessica, when I went to girls' trip, a couple friends from college, they were there. Um, I had a great time. It was in this, like, amphitheater park area. They had food this time. They had some music. Got to try a lot of beers. Did not realize, not that I didn't know we had a lot of breweries locally that are easily accessible to me. But... Lots of beers that I was like, don't need to go there because we have them right down the street. Don't need to go there. We go there fairly often. But it was such a good day. We tried a new food truck. I know this is thrilling material, but it was a French fry truck. That was our downfall. We spent about 45 minutes in line, which I should have known from previous weekends. Like standing in line for food trucks is not going well for me lately. Didn't drink for like 45 minutes. Thus, we're not as drunk as normal, which I don't know if is a good or bad thing. Maybe we tasted more of the beer than instead of just chugged it this time. I don't know. But very successful day. I found another beer festival that I am debating trying to go to that is over Labor Day because I just want to keep the party going. That was my Saturday. Uh, Sunday. So we went to Hinterland, which is a local music festival. It used to be two days. Now it is three days. And... I don't, I don't know how to describe, like, the music that they bring. It's kind of like a combo of, like, country, western, folksy, but not country pop music. And maybe some, like, the headliners were the Avett Brothers, Tyler Childers, and then um, we switched gears completely. R&B soul, Leon Bridges. And we only got tickets for Sunday. Obviously, I was busy on Saturday with Beer Fest. But I love this festival. Uh, logistically, heard it was also a nightmare. Other people were calling it a fire fest level thing. Um, I know a couple of people that camped and said it was just awful. Like, not enough water. Couldn't get to the showers. They didn't have the glamping set up. Um, they didn't have enough porta potties, and things were overflowing, which is literal nightmare fuel. Also, we had heat advisory at least on Sunday. They had storms on the Saturday. I don't know if you've gathered this from listening to the podcast, but I am not exactly someone who's into camping. Shocking, I know. Um, The one time I did camp at Hinterland, it was three years ago, and I had recently broken my toe, which you're thinking, why would you go to a music festival with a broken toe? Um, But I already had tickets, and I was just very passionate about this, and this was the first time we were going to go camping. And I was younger and dumber. So there you go. I had just broken my toe. Um, We had taken like the Friday afternoon or late morning off. But of course, the person with our tent did not show up on time. So we got a terrible spot in the campsite. When I say it was shitty, I mean it was feet away from the porta potties on a hill leaning down. I said I was working with my broken toe. I was walking in the first night and my sandal broke off. And then some girl, I happened to be walking, we were walking by them as we were going in. And I don't know if she saw the whole thing, but she literally offered me some flip-flops. Thinking about it now in terms of like germs and COVID and whatnot, yes, I took a stranger's shoes and I just wore them the rest of the night because I didn't want to go back to my tent, which was very far away. 
So I took a stranger's sandals to continue on my way to the music festival. And we ended up leaving early on the second night because we could not camp. And I just desperately wanted to be in the air conditioning and take a shower and got home at like 1 a.m. because we just had to get out of there. So I don't know if I would ever camp again, um, unless my parents, who sometimes threaten to get an RV, which ties back to, I'm not a camping person. We are not a camping family, but somehow my parents think they need an RV, not one with a motor, like a trailer. Maybe, I don't think they think they even want a fifth wheel. Does it really matter? But if they are going to get one, then I sure as shit am going to use it at Hinterland sometime and pay the money to have a real bed, some real air conditioning, Because that is the kind of snobby bitch I am in my old age at 32 years old. So we did Hinterland and we also left early on Sunday. Um, Leon Bridges, I enjoyed him, but I kept saying, I feel like this is not like a festival vibe. Um, Sorry to anyone who's super passionate about him. I just wanted it to be in like a more intimate environment. We found ourselves just talking and not paying attention. And it was like, okay, we've been listening to this set for an hour. He's still not done. We might as well beat the traffic, head home. We're not paying attention, but we saw Orville Peck, who I loved, obsessed with him. I would definitely go see him again. We saw a couple other bands that I would consider going to as well. And I have to say, not that you haven't grasped this from the last couple episodes, but last weekend, despite Beer Fest and Hinterland, I was not drunk last weekend. I was a little tipsy. I was feeling good, but your girl was not hungover at all. Not as drunk as some of my last adventures of a couple weeks. Uh, which I'm sure is about to change um, because we are coming up upon the most magical, wonderful time of year starting tomorrow when this episode comes out, which will be Thursday. Um, Because yes, as I said, I'm late and it is a Wednesday night when I'm recording this. Today is the first day of the Iowa State Fair, which is my favorite time of year. And last year we did not have it because of COVID. Everyone was very worried about me. They thought it was going to be this tragedy in my life that I was not going to have this thing that I'm super passionate about. But I had accepted far along at the beginning of COVID that the State Fair could not possibly happen. Millions of people come to this. There was no way. I knew it was going to get canceled. I was prepared. My heart was ready. And now it is back. And I sing at the State Fair. I sing the national anthem for the horse show. Um, So I'm typically there probably seven for sure of the 10 days that they have it. And all of this to say is that is this coming weekend, so there'll be lots of craft beer drinking, lots of shenanigans, late nights. I think next week, get ready, I am going to do an entire State Fair-themed episode. I will just kind of give an overview for those of you who aren't from Iowa, just kind of talk about my favorite things about it, like how I started at the fair, why I'm so excited, everything I love about it. I have plenty of shenanigan stories to share probably some TMI, of course, because that's what you come here for, and tell you kind of what I'm doing there. Of course, I'm going to concerts. How many times can I say, of course, in this episode? But next week, all State Fair themed, get ready. It will be a good time. Um, so before we get too far away from the Olympics, I just wanted to touch on it because I realized I had not talked about the Olympics at all. Um, the Olympics are something that I am slightly passionate about, but not as passionate as I should be. Uh, we just obviously had the closing ceremonies and 
I did not watch as much this year as I should. I feel like I'm more interested in the Winter Olympics, but there were a couple things that I watched that I just want to touch on very quickly. Um, One of them being one that I did not even watch. Uh, My friend Annie watched, but she told me about it, and I am blown away, and I need to go do some research on this immediately. Rock climbing. Um, When I think of rock climbing, I think of it at, like, just, like, a gym that people can kind of, like, casually climb on. I think of them at, like, fairs and festivals when you pay money and it's just, like, a wall in the middle of whatever. I think of that movie where the guy, free, what was it, free, free solo. Free solo? Maybe that was what it's called. The free climbing one where the guy climbed the giant fucking ass mountain with nothing. And, of course, you're like, well, clearly he doesn't die because he had to make it through this video and they're not going to do this. But... That's what I think of when I think of rock climbing. I don't necessarily think of it as a sport that you can be competitive with. But apparently there is. And I think she said it might have been new this year. Annie, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Anyway, so rock climbing. I guess there was a thing where one is you, there's a big like rock boulder and there's only one way up the thing and you have six minutes to get up to the top of it. And you get points for how you do it. And if you can find the correct path. And some people can't even complete it. So some people just stand there the entire time. The entire six minutes staring at the rock. Like I said, did not even know this was a thing. Imagine getting all the way to the Olympics in your sport. And then you can't do anything at all. Like you can't even attempt. You're just staring at a rock doing nothing. Uh, The other one she told me about was a like timed climb. And I think she said it was like 50 feet up this rock and there's it's the same everywhere you go so like the same layout every single time so you know exactly what it is you know exactly what you're doing and you climb up as fast as you can and the record I think is seven seconds like I was gonna say like a minute I was gonna be generous with that and when she told me that these people can climb rocks in seven seconds 50 feet in seven seconds I don't know if I can run 50 feet in seven seconds. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I should test myself. Would that be entertaining? Let's see if I can beat any Olympic rock climbing just on walking. How? How did they do this? I'm blown away, shocked. I almost want to go back and look this up online because I did not know this was a thing and I'm just so blown away by it. The other thing that I got hooked into is the women's and men's marathons. So I came home on Friday and Grant and Brett were watching the women's marathon and I, we were hung out for a bit and they were like, we really want to know who wins, but we're going to like the baseball game. So will you tell us who what happens at the end? So we watched that for like a little bit, very invested of course in the girl from Wisconsin who ended up getting bronze, had to watch that. But then when we came back from beer fest, we didn't know we were going to do, we were like, it's hot out. We might as well sit inside. We watched the entire men's marathon. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know how. As I said before, we were not as drunk as we should have been. There was no reason we needed to just sit around and watch people running for two hours straight. And yet we did. Entire marathon somehow got away from us. Um, Not that I thought it was more interesting than I normally think of when I think of just running for a marathon amount of time. But it was fairly entertaining. And the guy who won is the guy from Kenya. And he's 36 years old, has four kids. Insane. He ended up being a whole, like, minute and a half faster than the silver medalist, which is astronomical to me. And my favorite was when he hit about 
maybe a mile or two from the end. And obviously he knew he was going to win. He was so happy. And then he was smiling everywhere and he got towards the finish line and he was like peace signing, thumbs upping, like high fiving, like lifting his arms in the air, doing all the things. And it was so cute and so sweet. And they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is probably close to the end of his career. And I'm like, not that 36 is old, but to run marathons how often, maybe it is. Maybe we don't need to be running 26 point whatever miles when you're a father and almost 40. Not that I'm trying to limit anyone, but being at that Olympic level, maybe just do marathons for fun and just casual. I don't know. But it was insane. And I was just like, how is this my life that we have watched the marathon for two hours straight? And then the other two Kenyans were supposed to get silver and bronze. And then right at the end, you know what they didn't get? Either of those medals. Two other countries, the the guys like gave each other head nods and like encouraging looks. Stormed ahead. Kenya did not get top three like they wanted to. Just got first. Ridiculous. Anyway, I know that Olympics are done. I just had to get it off my chest of some of the stuff that I watched. Of course, I watched some of the horse jumping very minimally, though, because they do not give horse jumping and dressage the time slot it deserves. I'm not getting up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm only here for the repeats because I like sleep and I have a busy schedule. (laughs) But definitely looking forward to the Winter Olympics. Maybe we'll do a whole recap about that and maybe I'll get my friend Annie on, who I mentioned before. She's obsessed with the Olympics. We had book club last week. We were supposed to, and it was very much like, okay, we can't have it the week before because the Olympics are going to be on and I'm very busy. So (laughs) Olympics winter coming soon to a podcast near you. Other things that are coming to your ears or something soon to you. Um, it was announced, I think last week or the week before that there is a music festival in Vegas. And of course I love a festival and it is the lovers and friends festival. And I got very hype when I saw this. Um, this is the most amazing nineties, two thousands throwback lineup ever. I'm not going to read the whole thing because you can look it up, but it's Usher, Lauren Hill, Ludacris, Little John, TLC, Nelly, Neo, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Trey Songs, Brandy, Timbaland, Akon, T-Pain, Lil' Kim, Genuine's gonna be there, the Ying Yang Twins, Baby Bash. I was just so excited that this was actually a thing. When I found out about it, it was completely sold out ticket-wise, and then I just saw the other day that they were going to announce a second day of it, and I was like, do I need to blow like $300 on this festival lineup. It was only one day and now it's two, but it's the same lineup both days. So I almost signed up to get tickets and I almost signed up for waitlist tickets, which it was very suspicious to me that to get on the waitlist, you had to enter your credit card information and they would automatically charge you. Um, didn't exactly want to surprise like $600 on my credit card, like real commitment there. And I feel like it's shady. I was looking at the comments on the Instagram and people are like, this is a fire fest bringing it full circle. They're like, this feels shady. This feels like a scam. Then they announced the second day and people are like, how is this even happening? How did we get these artists for two days? Why wasn't this announced before? And it's like, obviously most of these people are no offense to all of these people has been, they're not popular right now. They're not going on tour on a normal basis. Of course they already booked this festival. They knew they were going to do two days. They probably just wanted to feel it out and see how it went before they committed And now there's two days and I'm sure the second day has already sold out because I sat on it. I was like, I probably don't need to go to this. 
feel like I'm getting a little crazy with all my concerts lately. September, I think I have three in one week. Oh, I didn't mention this before, but I have three next week with the state fair for sure with a question mark as there might be one or two more. Your girl needs to calm down on spending money, but this is a dream. I would love to go to this. If anyone is going, please let me know. I want a full recap. I'm going to live vicariously through you. And if anyone is selling tickets, I guess, if they're still left and they're not, double the price of that one $300 ticket. Also, please let me know. Thank you in advance. Finally this week, before we get to our unsolicited recommendation, um, two very exciting days happened in the past week, and I just thought I would share them with all of you. The first one, um, it was National Boob Day. Uh, yes, I don't, I, I mean, there's a day for fucking everything, but it was National Boob Day. Um, I saw many pictures of legitimate, like, boob things, like, I saw this graphic, like, society's weird attitude towards, towards boobs, and talking about, you know, how you can't show the female nipple on Instagram, but you can sure as shit show a male nipple, but then the, my favorite one is PETA tried to jump into this and say, <laughs> Are you drinking from a cow's boobs this National Boob Day? And it is a disgusting cartoon graphic of a dude literally sucking milk out of an udder. And the cow looks shady AF and is all questioning. And you know PETA, of course, they had an ulterior motive with this. But (laughs) it was like, of course, about the dairy industry and how awful it is and all this stuff. But I'm like, PETA, can you take one day and maybe like step aside on this? Maybe National Boob Day is not your time to shine. Let someone else do it. Let like the booby bird day have a minute. Let actual boobs on women have a day. Because I think boobs make most people happy in some capacity. So maybe we don't need cow udders and talking about how gross it is to drink milk. Thank you. Uh, The other day that was this past week uh, was my Twitter anniversary. Uh, August 3rd, apparently, I have been on Twitter for a whole seven years, which is shocking to me because I think I've probably tweeted only a handful of my own actual thoughts. I'm definitely a lurker, a retweeter, a favorite. It's not that I don't think I'm funny or have things to say. Obviously, I have a podcast. I talk to myself for a half hour straight every single week. I used to do a lot more writing where I would write things. I clearly think I have plenty to say. I used to be a lot bigger on Facebook and doing things. But I just feel like I'm not always, not that I need to be funny all the time, but I just can't get into Twitter like that. And sometimes I've tried and then I try it for like a week or two maybe a couple days it doesn't last and then I give up and I do the occasional what I think is a funny tweet it gets like five people into it and then we move on with our lives I'm just never going to be Twitter famous I'm not going to go viral I think I've accepted that at this point maybe because I'm 32 and I'm like this is a young man's game and a lot of people have been on Twitter longer than me but I feel good about my seven years even though I have done nothing but thank you Twitter for reminding me that I have spent seven years wasting my life being entertained by other people's tweets Finally, we have reached that time. It is time for the unsolicited recommendation of the week, of which I do have two. Uh, The first one is a tie bag. Um, When I was thinking about all the Dolly Parton stuff, I, of course, had to mention, have I mentioned this before now that I'm saying this out loud? Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Uh, Great musical. I feel like I recommended this. Damn it. It was bound to happen, but I do love that movie, so we're going to talk about it anyway. Musical, Dolly Parton runs a whorehouse in Texas, obviously. She's having a thing with the sheriff. There's a whole thing with the football team coming out and they want to shut the 
whorehouse down. Burt Reynolds is the sheriff. There's great singing, great dancing. It's not creepy or weird like it sounds. You do see some boobs. If you want to celebrate National Boob Day, feel free. I don't know where you can get it. It's probably out there somewhere, right? Dolly Parton celebrated. The, it was the anniversary of it, I think, maybe a couple weeks back, and I should have shared it then, but it reminded me. I love that movie. We named a horse after Dolly Parton's character, Miss Mona. She is the matriarch, the house, not house mom. What, is it, what do you call it? Not a pimp. Anyway, she's the head whorehouse. Whore? House? She's the head whore in the whorehouse. It's delightful. It's super funny. It's a musical, like I said, so if you're not into that, you may not enjoy it as much as I do. But go support support Dolly Parton because she's delightful. The other one is a popular show right now. Uh, we have been watching it. We have been loving it along with the rest of the world. White Lotus. It is on HBO Max. It is a little limited series run. Only six episodes. Five out now. I am behind. We are only up to four with that pivotal moment at the end of that episode, which I was loving. It's just this great, like group cast dynamic of all these people at a resort. The soundtrack is amazing. Grant actually found that I think iTunes has an entire album of all the music from White Lotus. The music is amazing with it, but it's stuff that I don't know. I could just go straight through and listen to on my own. It's all instrumental. It's all a little like kooky, islandy mystery. Very excited to see what happens in the finale. I've heard there's going to be a season two. Um, of course I'm blanking on everyone's name who's in it except for the amazingly fantastic Jennifer Coolidge. Obsessed with her, have always been obsessed with her. She can do no wrong. I saw a photo that resurfaced of her and Anna Nicole Smith from back in the day. Love it. She's delightful. It has other people in it that I know you know, and like I said, I should have looked this up, but I am blanking. Probably gonna get some Emmy nods. Probably gonna be very popular for a very long time. Check it out, HBO Max. You will not be disappointed. I have not been disappointed. And I'm sad that it's only six episodes. We thought it was going to be like a normal HBO thing, you know, 10, 12, whatever. Nope, only six. It'll be done this Sunday. We'll see if I even get to finish it because I get real busy with the fair, as I just said. And that is going to do it this week. Thank you all again for listening. I hope you did all the things while you're listening that I told you to do. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell five friends. Follow along on Instagram at whatever Laura wants. You can follow me on Instagram, MinorLA. Sounds like someone is shooting off fireworks inside my house right now, so I guess that it's definitely time to sign off. Again, have a great week. I will talk to you guys later. See you next Tuesday. We'll be right back.